Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I'm joined for Thurston Thursdays with uh, Stu Thurston Kedwell. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm glad we're actually doing it, uh, the, the, the podcast, uh, a little bit later in the week today. Because uh, obviously, if we look at, uh, at yesterday in the markets, a fairly significant pullback across uh, really all around the world, Europe in particular, U.S., Canada. And uh, I, I think a lot of people forget that uh, the lead up to the election in 2016, uh, and we're in that just final run up to next Tuesday for the U.S. election. Uh, it was, uh, I, I believe, the last nine trading days leading into the election in uh, in 2016 were negative. So it's not uncommon to see volatility, but but we've we've got some other factors that are that are causing this. Stu, what's what what are your thoughts on? on the volatility and is this something you expected anticipated and and where do you see it going from here it's a great question uh you know expecting volatility uh, definitely uh anticipating the exact day more difficult um uh you know we we know that um we've talked for some time about you know kind of there's two things going on here there's the healthcare analysis that's required around you know, are the cases going up or down? What's happening to hospitalization? Uh, is there, you know, signs of antibodies and a cure? Is there signs of a vaccine? Um, and then there's the economy, which uh, is, um, you know, has bounced back nicely in the third quarter, but, uh, you know, still is quite dependent on some government support. So, you know, in the last uh, five or six days after, you know, listening to uh you know, the U.S. Uh, officials, the Pelosi and, and Munition, talk about, you know, potential stimulus. Those talks broke off. And, um, and uh, you know, that, that seemed to kind of start some of the angst. And then uh, you roll into uh, the election right after and, and, uh, and you get some more volatility. Um, you know, why does the stock market, you know, sell off as dramatically as it does uh, in a very short period of time? you know, when you get into a low interest rate environment, we know that that is conducive to, you know, some risk taking and some behavior that, uh, you know, it's not something that we necessarily do, but, uh, you know, it, there can be positions with more leverage, there can be positions that are related to the option market. Um, I saw your your podcast the other day of the volatility curve. Um, you know, so, you know, so when these when these uh, small changes start to happen, uh, they can snowball in a very short period of time, like they did yesterday. You know, I think when we get through the election, uh, you know, that could bring added volatility because we may not get an official result. Um, I do think eventually there'll be more government support because uh, the capacity to provide the support is there. And there is an acknowledgement that more support's necessary. Like you, when you think about what they were debating, uh, you know, you had the you had the president's side at a billion or a trillion eight. And you had the uh, the Democrats asking for two point two, but one way or the other, you still had a fair amount of money on the table. You know, we didn't we didn't uh, successfully get that stimulus in place now, and people worry a little bit about a lame duck uh, session before the if there's a new president. You know, I think what Americans have shown historically is that uh, you know they normally get to the right spot, but you know the process of getting there can be a little bit tough to watch sometimes. And um, you know, someone asked me yesterday. I was thinking back to the tarp. A package in the fiscal in the financial crisis in 2009, and uh, you know, I remember sitting there on a Friday afternoon, and they had the uh, yeah, they had the bill, and uh, they had this the uh, votes going up on the screen, and it was around 2:30 in the afternoon, 
And so this would have been 10 or 11 years ago. It was around 2.30 in the afternoon. And uh, you're like, holy moly, they're not going to vote for this thing. And the stock market, you know, took a dump that afternoon and had a tough start to the next week. And then, you know, they did get the tarp in place shortly thereafter. So it's just not an enjoyable process to watch sometimes. But, uh, but you know, we think at the end of the day, they'll get to the right spot. Well, I think, uh, Stu, we can, we can all agree that, uh, that politics have not necessarily been fun to watch uh, over the last few years. And, uh, and, and you could probably say that uh, back as far as you want to carry it. Politics isn't always fun to, fun, fun to watch. But we've, uh, speaking of not fun to watch, we'll get the odd comment here and there from, from people who listen to the podcast about uh, our, uh, our, our talking about uh, range of outcomes and and particularly around dollar cost averaging, that we seem to come back to it every time, or on uh, on on many of the the the, the podcasts that we've taped. And uh, I know we're both firm believers in it in an environment like this. So so Stu, maybe go about the the, the thinking behind dollar cost averaging, and and why you're a proponent, and particularly in in an environment like this. Yeah, so it's a very it's a very good question. Like there, and generally speaking. Uh, you know, the way I think about things over a very long period of time is that there's, give or take, there's kind of three market environments that exist at different points of time. You know, there's one market environment where valuations are low and you're getting uh, the future at a very discounted price. And in those environments, you don't need dollar cost averaging because the odds are so overwhelmingly on your side that you just, you say, this is good enough for me. Like, I don't care if it goes down a bit more because I'm getting a great long-term potential. And then there's the odd environment where stocks are very expensive. And you have to be very careful during those periods of time because there usually is an attractive alternative that exists sidecar those, those stocks, right? So, you know, you think back to the tech bubble, the multiple on the S&P 500 was very high, yet you could also buy a government bond at a very attractive rate. So when the market started to stall, there was a very attractive alternative, which then led to a more substantial decline. And then there's the environment we're in right now, which is elevated valuations in absolute terms, but still quite attractive relative to fixed income. And we know that it's likely to be a volatile environment. So when we when we think about you know, the outcome still being reasonable over time, but taking into consideration valuations, interest rates, and volatility, the tool that we reach for in our toolbox during that environment is dollar cost averaging. You know, I think it's going to continue to be a pretty valuable tool, just like we've seen this week. So, Stu, that's a fantastic explanation of the rationale behind that particular strategy. Front end of the podcast, you you highlighted the environment that we're in, which again is what makes it such an effective strategy. And uh, another point for uh, for listeners: when you send us feedback, we're paying attention. So. Uh, so let us know uh, what you'd uh, what you'd like to hear us talk about, because uh, we can uh, we can address that when you let us know. Stu, thanks again for uh, for as always fantastic information.